0: My name is Ty Roxon, and I'm a media executive that tells millennial stories on how to pursue your passions and become a better global leader. leader, 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 leader. It was October 30, 1989, on the fateful day when um, uh, my uh, spaceship came on Earth. No. Um, October 30, 1989, I was born. And I was born into a family of uh, Nigerians. I'm obviously Nigerian, but my dad is a diplomat. And what that meant as a child was I basically was moving every four or eight years in, in, um, in those intervals. And I found myself as a kid always being in between cultures. You know, it was Nigeria, it was Sweden, it was Burkina Faso, it was Vietnam, it was the U.S., and that, and um, I just thought to myself that I've got to figure out, you know, the best way to be myself in all these cultures. I was experiencing a lot of identity crisis, trying to figure out how to find my place in this uh, constantly global world. And I think, you know, very much um, as a kid, I, I was I was impressionable, so I, I definitely felt the uh, the differences. Strongest when I was in um Burkina Faso because it was the first time that I actually became cognizant of the fact that I was amongst Europeans and Americans you know up until that point i was I was just with Nigerians and different accents came into play, you know things like uh, different sports that people played came into play, and just pop culture references that I didn't initially get were just immediately made obvious and I remember saying to myself that... You know, after one of those episodes that I that I, I went home crying, I think I was ten at the time. Uh, you know, my mom would tell me, "Look, you you know different from everybody else." But I remember saying to myself that I can either keep crying and and feel you know lost, or I can do something about it. So, being athletic and and someone that that was always into sports, I decided that I was going to do something about it. And and uh, one of the best ways for me that I figured that out was through through sports. At the time, I only knew how to play soccer or uh, what, we, what we used to call football. Um, and I, I had looked at the, the school and I saw that everyone on campus, the guys especially, knew how to play basketball and tennis and all these other sports. So I went to the library. Uh, I did something a bit unconventional, and I checked out every book that I could find on, on basketball. So I read everything from the history of basketball to to. The fundamentals of basketball. I basically wanted to be a student of the game. I checked out all those books, and then all of a sudden, I checked out. Um, I started to check out Sports Illustrated for Kids. Back then, there was a Sports Illustrated for Kids because I wanted to know the um, the current players and who kind of was the uh, the king of the day. And and the reason that I that I wanted to do all this is because. I saw the sports was the best way for people to connect um, during that age group. You know, as a a 10, 11, 12 year old, I saw that when it was after school activities, people were connecting and I constantly wanted to feel like I belonged. So once I I, I felt like I got a good grasp of the game, I went to the best basketball player on campus. His name is Michael Albright. We still talk to this day. Hey, um. I know that you, you're the best on campus Could you teach me how to play. I know basically everything there is to know about basketball. So our one-on-ones became one, uh, two-on-twos and then it became three-on-threes and then it became full-on games where I was like, hey, do you want to come run with us after school? I did the same thing for tennis and then I found myself starting to feel um, like I was a part of the community. That gave me a, a taste of exactly what it was like for me to connect across cultures. And I started falling in love with that kind of thing. So I once I had gotten that taste, I was like, there's got to be other ways that I could find ways to connect with other people in, in, in different formats. So um, I learned all the countries and capitals of the world because I was like, I'm in an international school. It'd be great if I could say the capital of, of a country that someone is from. And I, I took that with me everywhere I went. And anytime someone said they were from Latvia, I would say, hey, are you from Riga? And even if they weren't from Riga, you know, they'll be like, oh, wow, I'm five miles from there. And I just, I just constantly saw myself seeing, like, you know, wow, this is a great way to, to build friends, but it's also a great way to learn about the world. And um, being a son of a diplomat, it just sort of made sense for me because I had, I had been trapped inside my body of wanting to connect, and I finally found a tool that I could connect with. Now it was just a matter of me leveraging um, this newfound skill set into something. Monumental. And Monumental for me, um, as a kid has always been the late Nelson Mandela and, um, um, Oprah Winfrey. Those have been my two role models and they've been the biggest influences in my life. I, I would watch the Oprah Winfrey show as a kid uh, after Nickelodeon and Disney and, you know, all the shows that come on. And I loved the fact that I could connect with each of our audiences and see the best version of myself, even though I was in another country. And I wanted to do that to someone else as well. I wanted to be able to tell the right stories that would help someone to make an impact in the world. And with Nelson Mandela, I I just read his biography, I think at 12 or 13, and he's basically a father of Africa. And as a Nigerian, seeing his struggle to to liberate South Africa from uh, apartheid and also have the ability to forgive people after being in jail for 27 years. I'm not 27 even now. And I can't imagine someone who was in jail for 27 years. That was always, there was always something admirable about that. And I wanted to be able to impact the whole generation of people. Pretty early on, the two passions that I identified in myself were, uh, my love for media, my love for making a global impact by connecting people, um, to the passions or, um, to themselves. Um, so that was pretty much my, my middle school to, uh, to high school. When I, um, you know, I I completed high school in Nigeria in a boarding school, pretty much like Harry Potter. Uh, There were there were prefects. You know, I I was um, I was the head boy. They don't have that in America, but it's like British systems and Nigerian systems. You have a prefect who essentially runs the school um, when the authorities aren't there, and uh, the head boy, my position, would be equivalent of a student body president, but it's more power than that. Like you could punish people, and you could. You basically had power over the school and you, you were directing what the school was. So, um, I, throughout my experience there, I, I I remember telling myself, I think the best path for me to do this, which is connected to the global world, is to be like my dad, be a diplomat. So I was convinced that I was going to do that. When I came to America for university, I felt like I was uh, uh, buying into a society standard of success and I wasn't doing like the, um, the things that I that I thought I wanted to do, I was like, okay, fine. Maybe I should take a law degree because that's what people say I should do and you can do it anywhere. So I started with that and I hated it. So I moved to marketing because I took a marketing class that I liked and I stuck with that, but I didn't quite feel the same passion I felt when I was 10, 11, 12. When it was time for me to graduate, I applied to 85 jobs, over 85 jobs, and basically all of them said no, that they didn't have a place for me. And I started to get discouraged, um, but finally one said yes, and I took it. I took the job and it wasn't anything that I thought I was going to do. I, I went there to do digital marketing and I ended up doing sales, but I basically become what I said I didn't want to be, which was become um, mediocre. I, I, think, uh, I think once you start trying to be realistic, that's, that's the, uh, the quickest way to become mediocre. So I, I had found myself in that complacent spot where I wasn't happy, but I couldn't quite figure out the best way to get out of that, that funk. My name is Ty Roxon. Thank you for listening to Tiny Leaps, Big Changes. And what I want you to do is become a person of action, not of reaction. I want you to use your difference to make a difference. Realize that you have an influence and that can make an impact. And I also want you to understand that you can act global as well as think digitally. You can find me on several places, but my uh, my... Premier job right now is with uh, is to be the editor in chief of Branded U, where we help people pursue their passions and, and um, careers that they love, and that's at BrandedU.com. But for everything that I'm, I'm involved with and everything that uh, that involves inspiring people to 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 live the lives that they're meant to be, check out Ty Roxxon on Twitter, and I'm uh, very very responsive on there. <laughs>